welcome to the Build a Life After Loss podcast, uplifting support for your grief and healing journey. We're here to encourage your hope in the future and strengthen your confidence so that you can build a life of purpose and joy. I'm your host, Julie Clough, Certified Grief Coach. Hello, my friends. Welcome to Episode 94, Emotional Injury. It's so good to be back with you. I think about you guys all the time. I'm constantly, I have this place in my phone where every time I think of something that I, that I want to share with you guys, I add that into my notes. And so I always have this long list. I have, I I don't know, I haven't counted lately, probably 30 different topics. the, The problem is I add five a week and I do one podcast. So (laughs) there's never a lack of things to share with you guys. I thoroughly enjoyed my July and or August, I should say, and kind of taking some time. And we went on a short, very short weekend vacation with um, some family and enjoyed that and just kind of re- you know, relaxing and, and, um, renewing, you know, we all need those refresher times where we just kind of stand back a little bit and look at the way that we're doing things, the way that we're approaching things, the things that we have on our, our to do's that, you know, maybe don't belong there anymore. I I know that's something that I have struggled with through the years is, you know, I was talking to somebody recently and I was comparing it to, your house, you know, you bring in new furniture, you're usually getting rid of furniture that you, that's no longer useful. We just moved into a new house. So I'm kind of changing some things out because the configuration of the house is different. So things don't fit the same way. And so it's, you know, passing on those things that don't work for me and, and finding those things that do. And the same thing goes with our schedule. But what happens too often is we add and we add and we add and we add until we get to the breaking point when we go kind of like the room where we can't walk through the room anymore because it's just, there's too much furniture. And if there's too many obligations, too many things that we've added to our schedule, it's just like those blocks of time are just overlapping and it's just not sustainable. So that is, that was kind of how my August was. It's like really taking a look at things and what am I what, what is, what is going to be most impactful for me to focus on? And how can I, how can I spend my time there and, and have the impact that I want rather than spreading myself too thin, which we hear about all the time, right? And the episode today is called emotional injury. And you know that I often compare healing from loss and grief to healing from a physical injury. And on today's episode, we're going to discuss emotional injury and how we can help ourselves from grief to healing by acknowledging, first acknowledging the emotional injury that we've sustained and treating it like an emotional injury, treating it that way so that we can heal, so that we're not just adding insult to injury. We know we should be good to ourselves. We know that, but sometimes we don't give ourselves permission. We don't even give ourselves permission that we give other people Somehow we think that we're above that or that we should be better than that or we should rise above or whatever. But we, this episode is all about your permission, giving yourself permission, permission to grieve, permission to acknowledge that you've, you've sustained an emotional injury, 
permission to make decisions, permission to make decisions that are best for you. You're the only one that knows what you're living with internally. You're the only one. The people close to you, they think they know, they think they know the answers, they think they know what's best for you, but you are the one that really has access to your internal knowledge, your internal, your internal programming, all of that stuff. And so it's really kind of sifting through and finding the truth in there. As I work with people, I realize there's few people that are willing to give themselves a break when they're grieving. They just want to overlay grief onto the life that they've been living and somehow be able to maintain the same schedule, the same commitments, the same obligations, the same everything, and then grieve on top of it. There's very few of us that are willing to step back, slow down, and do what's going to help us. People know they don't feel good. They know that inside, but what they do is they turn it on themselves and they turn it on themselves and they say, there's something wrong with me because I can't figure this out and I can't keep moving. There's nothing wrong with them. What's wrong is that they have a misperception of what's really going on. They have a misunderstanding that and somehow believe that somehow they should be able to just continue to do everything they were doing and make it all work without even taking a breath for grief. They, they know they can't, they don't feel good. They know they can't keep up. Like they, they have this internal struggle because they know they're not keeping up. And so they slow down out of necessity but they slow down with the attitude that there's something wrong with them. And they slow down with kind of a beat up mentality. Well, I've got to, I, you know, there's something wrong with me. I got to figure out what's, you know, just get your act together and kind of that beat yourself up thought pattern instead of this is exactly the way it's supposed to be. This is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. I am supposed to be slowing down. It is necessary for me to slow down and take the time to grieve. Few people can just eliminate every obligation in their life. There's, I don't know anybody that can do that. There's, there's still things that are necessities. It's a necessity to eat, for example. It's a, it's a necessity to find a place to sleep. I mean, these are things that are base level necessities. And so we can't, we can't eliminate all of our obligations, but we can think about our obligations differently and really determine what's necessary and what's not. I think back on, you know, after the accident, after the kids died, it's like all my obligations just really took a backseat immediately immediately. Nobody expected me to show up. Nobody expected me to do assignments or projects or whatever that had, had been planned before the accident happened. Nobody expected that. And I didn't expect that. And, and suddenly all those things were not important anymore. But over time, as I started feeling better, it's this weird thing where you start feeling better and you start feeling 
for lack of a better word, you know, more like yourself, like you're starting to, to feel that, that, um, that drive to, to do something, to get up in the morning, to, to fix breakfast, to show up at work, to, you know, whatever those things are for you to kind of show up for your kids. But we, a lot of times do it in an unplanned way. We do it in a way that, that we just accept whatever comes to us. It's like, we'll go back to the room scenario. It's like people are showing up at the door, bringing in furniture, and we're just going, come on in, come on in, keep bringing it in, keep bringing it in, without making decisions. So when that furniture comes to the front door and we go, oh yeah, thanks, thanks so much for bringing those dining room table, those, that dining room table, but I don't need a dining room table. Or thanks so much for bringing that couch, but we have a couch, we like it, we don't need another couch. So it's, as things are presented to you, as opportunities are presented to you, as, as time goes on and you have more things coming your way as far as uh, responsibilities, projects, obligations, even like the kids, your kids enrolling in soccer. And, and that comes to the door and you get to decide. But too often we don't decide, we just leave the door open. We leave the door open and, they, and we go, okay, yeah, soccer, we'll add it to the schedule. Yeah, you need me to, to help with that project? Yep, just add it to the schedule. So we have these different things and we just keep adding. And, and our thought process sometimes is that people expect this of me. I have to do this in order to show people that I'm okay. There's all these scenarios that we go through in our mind that aren't really good reasons. They're really not good reasons. And we can make decisions about how we want to do however we want to approach our life. We look at breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Maybe we don't do breakfast, lunch, and dinner like we did before. Maybe where we used to get up and make a big breakfast every morning, now we put cereal. We, we just make sure there's cereal in the cabinet and the kids can get it out themselves and pour it. Maybe it's that we have a, we do have a necessity to eat and, and in order to eat, we, we need money. So we go out and we work to make the money. And so that becomes part of what we're accepting in the door. That opportunity comes to us to go back to work and to start earning money or maybe that opportunity. And it feels sometimes that opportunity shows up in like, you know, you get three days to grieve. And sometimes our, our, the things that we've lost, we don't even get acknowledgement for. I talk to people all the time who have kids that are estranged from them, grown adult children who are estranged from them. Nobody acknowledges that. Nobody understands that. Nobody says take three days off from work, much less two months. The grief that we experience sometimes is not even acknowledged. And recognize that grief can come from any type of loss. And certainly during this time of pandemic, everybody is experiencing loss and grief. We kind of know that and we kind of jokingly give ourselves permission but we may even think, well, this is silly because I've had greater losses than this, but just know that all loss is loss and all needs attention. 
So we have, you know, the work piece of it and it comes to the door and we choose. And I want you to look at it as a choice. I don't want you to look at it as I have to go back to work. That doesn't serve you. Look at it as I get to go back to work. I get to put food on my table. I get to, I'm, I'm making a decision because nobody's forcing you to go back to work. And you may feel like, yeah, they are. I have to, I have to, because I have to put food on the table. I have to pay my mortgage. No, you don't. You're choosing to. You're choosing to want to be able to put food on your table without the struggle. You're choosing to want to be able to pay the mortgage or the rent. You're choosing those things. You're choosing to pay the electric bill. You're choosing those things because you want the electricity. You want the things that come with earning the money and paying for it. And that's okay. So choose. So so have that mindset that you chose it and go into it with, I chose this because this is what I need right now. This is necessary for me. If you're, if a lot of your day is taken up with working, then, then you really need to look at the hours that you spend outside of work and figure out what's important and what's not just making those decisions. I recently received a letter from a friend and she was looking for advice. Her, her father had died and there were some other challenges that were presenting themselves at the same time. And as I replied to her, there were a couple of things that I mentioned and I said, there's two things that I would suggest. One is to recognize that you're experiencing an emotional injury and allow the space and the time for healing, which is what I've been talking about. Allowing the space for time and healing, not overfilling our schedules, not continuing to say yes to everything, but really acknowledge that you've experienced an emotional injury and, and people don't talk about it as an emotional injury, but when you feel emotional pain from grief, that's an emotional injury in my book. That's the way I look at it. Treat it as you would. If you experienced a physical injury, you would have to make decisions. You would have to make decisions based on your limitations because of the physical injury. Now, when we have a physical injury, we never look at it and go, okay, this is going to, you know, it's not like we break our leg and think my leg's going to be broken forever. We understand that it's going to heal. We understand that it's going to heal, that it's going to take some effort. It's going to take some time, that there might be some physical therapy that we need to do. There might be some adjustments we need to make, but we're going to heal at, a, at some level. It's the same thing with an emotional injury. A lot of times with an emotional injury, it's almost like we ignore it because we don't have the same level of belief in healing. Belief in healing is key to taking the time, putting in the effort for healing when you have an emotional injury. So recognize that. That's the first thing is just recognize that you're experiencing an emotional injury. It doesn't have to last forever. Allow the space and the time for healing. The second thing is to be very compassionate with yourselves. Sometimes it's easy to get down on ourselves because we're not able to show up in our life the way that we have in the past. But be loving and kind to yourself in this season. Remember to think in terms of how, how would I, what would I tell a friend 
if I really understood her pain and what she's going through, and she was going through the same thing I was, I am, what would I tell her? What advice would I give her? Would I tell her to slow down? Would I tell her it's okay to feel it all? Would I tell her that it's okay to be sad? We get mixed messages from other people sometimes because they they have some fear. I'm not sure where it originates. I, I think there's fear in us because we think, oh, this is going to last forever. I'm never, this is something I can never get over. It's not that you're getting over it. It's your healing. Okay. So there's, there's some fear in us that maybe this is going to be the best it is for the rest of our life. I can tell you that it's not the case. If you put in the effort, if you put in the time, if you, if you're compassionate with yourself, you can heal. If you go to the, if you go to the effort to understand what's happening, if you learn how to cope in a way that's not that's not harmful to you, but is helpful. If you learn how to resolve all the questions that come up in grief and figure out how to figure out what those questions are and how to resolve them. These are the things that we work through when I work with people one-on-one. If you go through that process, you will heal. So you can let go of the fear and you can just say, you know, other people have healed. Maybe I can too. And, and remind yourself of that always. So there's this fear in us, and I think it gets projected on other people. And then there's fear in other people because they see that we're struggling and it's uncomfortable for them. Just like it's uncomfortable for us to struggle, it's uncomfortable for our friends and our families to watch us struggle. They don't like it. They want to feel better. They don't want you to feel bad. They want to, they want a quick fix. They want to be able to, to turn the magic key and everything be okay. But we've got to resist the, the fear and the, the panic and just recognize that we're right where we're supposed to be. It's very important that we admit that we're injured and we don't want to admit it. We want to pretend, we want to act like everything is gay, we want to be strong, we want to act like, you know, the world has not yeah, it stopped for a minute, but it's okay. I can be the same person. I, I can be, I can show up for you. That's kind of what we do is we, we do it for other people. Like if there weren't other people in the world, you would, that wouldn't be good either, would it? <laughs> but we have these expectations for ourselves when it comes to how we interact with people. Change the expectations during grief allow the grief, allow the emotional injury, allow the time for healing, allow the emotions. The more we allow the emotions, the more they can continue to move through us. Now, when I say allow the emotions, I'm not talking about allow the emotions to the point that we, that we wallow in them, that we stay in them day in, day out. And we never allow any, anything else except for grief maybe in the early days, but over time with the understanding, with the proper coping skills and so forth, you'll be able to move those emotions so that you can allow all types of emotions. That's the objective. When you don't let go of old expectations, when you don't let go of, I've got to be the exact same person that I was before, 
unrealistic if you don't let go of those old expectations that you had of yourself or the way that you showed up for work or the way you showed up for your family, the way that you, you did everything for everybody, you add stress on top of your stress. Healing requires hope and compassion, but it also requires time and effort. And with and it's not just the passing of time. It's the actual allowing of the emotions in our day, in our week, allowing the space for us to, to think about what's happened and how we feel about it and allow all those feelings. I read a book and I can't remember what it is. And if I run across it again, I'll let you know, but I, I, I didn't read the whole book, but I'd read, I read the beginning of this man's story about losing his wife and how he would, he had a, a son, I can't remember how the son was, but you know, probably elementary age. And he would come home from work and then he'd put his, um, son to bed and then he would spend his evening sitting outside and contemplating and thinking and just allowing, allowing all of it, allowing all the pain that he hadn't felt like he could allow during the day because he had work to do. He had obligations at work and he just allowed all of it. And he did this night after night after night. We have to have that space. So if we, if we don't have that space for that, something's got to change. So get involved in your own healing by first acknowledging your emotional injury. And remember that grief is a season. It's a season of change. It's a season of healing. I wanted to let you guys know that on September 17th, I'll be doing a webinar. We're going to be talking all about the left brain, the right brain, how to lean into the emotions, how it affects our brain so that we can work with our grief and not against our grief. And we can change kind of our expectations of, of what to expect, what not to expect. That, that webinar is happening on Thursday, September 17th. And you can go to bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y backslash B-L-A-L capital S-E-P-T. That's B-L-A-L as in build a life after loss, build life after loss, September S-E-P-T with a capital S. And it does have to be put in exactly like that or you won't find it. But yeah, go, go there, register for the webinar, bring your questions, bring your questions, learn about the coping skills, learn about your life, how your brain responds to grief and why it's so brilliant the way our brain responds to gr- grief. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't, it feels off because it's different, but it's, it is a good thing. And it really is. I got a message from someone also recently who wanted help with grief, but was not yet willing to talk about it, which I totally get. And I just wanted you to know that we can work together, even if you don't want to talk about the specifics of your loss. I mean, that sounds, sounds like, oh, how could we do that? But it's true. We really can. We can work on, you know, what is happening right now and how are you responding to it? And are there different ways to look at it? And I can help you with that creative process of really looking at your grief and figuring out how to cope with it in ways that are helpful. And so I, you know, if you're wanting some help with your grief and you're still not really sure if you want to even talk about it, that's okay too. 
But if you're wanting, but you're wanting to move forward, I highly recommend that you schedule your free discovery call. Let's talk. It's right there in the show notes is the link. You can go to buildlifeafterloss.com also. Buildalifeafterloss.com, just like the title of the podcast. <laughs> you go there and you can register for a free discovery call. Again, that's free. We'll talk for about 45 minutes. We'll look at what's going well, what's not going well, and how we might work together if it if it seems like a good fit. If this episode has been helpful to you, if you've gotten some insight from it, I would really appreciate it if you would subscribe, rate, and review. I do these every week. They're free. It's free content for anybody out there who is um, is suffering with grief and trying to figure out and wade through it. Please share this with your friends. And if you'll subscribe, rate, and review, that will really help us. You guys have a beautiful week. I hope you have a wonderful week. Remember, I believe in you. Love you. Bye.